Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Empire. Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner. I'm AP Hacker writer Steve Wino. We're going to be joined by former Capitals employee Jackie Spiegel now with NHL.com. I met her when she was uh, with Sporting News during the 2019 Cup Final, uh, which actually was a Cup Final that kind of changed my life in a lot of weird different ways. Uh, but that's another story for another day, Carl. Uh, this is actually a Capitals podcast. Uh, let's talk about the Caps. Um, we were recording this on, on Friday morning. So after that Caps comeback against the Flyers on Wednesday night to win in overtime. And I don't want to say like they're on the verge of like if they lost that game, big bad things were going to happen. But it felt to me like that's a game you need to win or your season can go off the rails. And tell me if I'm wrong. No, I don't I don't think you're wrong. I mean, it's been it's been pretty doom and gloom lately, right? Like this happens. is it's not a this is this isn't a win win two, lose one, you know, win one, lose one. It's it's been quite a few losses. <laughs> you know, it's it uh you're not you're not even necessarily treading a whole lot of water, but you know that's that's the bad side. It, it, the fact that they are where they are um, with who's out um, is you know kind of understandable. You know, I, I I somewhat expected them to be be a little bit better than this, even though they have some of those players out because there there is still some some depth and some firepower there and all that, but. Yeah, it just hasn't. It just has not been been ideal. Um, and there's a few other teams that are struggling as well that maybe we weren't expecting. So I, you know, I'm. I think I heard something recently about uh, who was it? Um, Keith Yandel said that he he still doesn't even believe that the, the the Devils are gonna be able to sustain any of this and may not even make the playoffs. You know, so I still I, look when you win four, thirteen or whatever games in a row, you're probably you're gonna make the playoffs. You're legit, exactly. So, but you never know, right? Things could still shift quite a bit and you make a late, late push and you know, back he's on the ice again. OSHA's OSHA's back coming back. back. Yeah, he's yeah. Back. So you know there's he looked great the other night by the way. Did he? Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't he, catch he, any of the- he was he was flying around throwing the body like you almost don't want to see him doing it because yeah. you because coming off an injury like you don't want to see him kind of re-injure himself but he looked really damn good we only has one way to play the game right and that's hard (laughs) so he can't really change his identity there but but that's good that he was back I I was keeping up with the uh kind of just watching the box score as the game went on and you know I I had that same thing went oh here we go again it's not going to be good and then and then complete shock when I saw the final score so so it's good that they figured it out but yeah you know what it's just I can only imagine what's going on in that room right now too when when you're losing that many games like this is a notoriously fun dressing room and and fun place to play so you know I'm not sure exactly how how things are going in there but yeah it's it it needs to be turned around quick right american thanksgiving yeah. is typically our date and now with the season pushed back well, what do we say christmas yeah, yeah, yeah and i'm actually going to write this next week is i think i think christmas is the new thanksgiving in terms of like when you freeze the standings and be like most of these teams are probably going to make the playoffs because teams have only played 20 or so games. I think it's really early to make that judgment. Yeah, it is for sure. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe there's a chance that they can kind of, you know, you go, 
it's a big road trip, I guess, coming up too. But you know, maybe you go seven and three in your next in your next ten games, and then you're feeling feeling a lot better. But yeah, at this point, it almost needs to be more of like a nine and one, you know, and, or even eight and two, just to get themselves back into a really healthy spot. Yeah, and, and the problem with that is you got to stretch now at the Devils, going on the road for a long road trip, and or is it the other way where do you think this team going on the road and having that court sort of bonding trip could help them? It could help them. Um, that's what you're always hoping for when you go on a long road trip is that you can, you can do that. But then you, you think about the, the real life, you know, the, the non hockey world thing going on and it's, it's December right before Christmas. And maybe you've got wife and kids at home or girlfriend at home and family that wants to, to pull you in all different directions. Then you have, then you have a lot of stuff going on in the back of your head too. So although you're on the road and it should, you, you know, everybody's like, Oh, it's, strictly hockey 100 there's still life going on for these guys and, sure. and there's a lot of things happening so you know fingers crossed that the road the road brings brings uh some good fortune there but you know it, it could go either way i mean i i hated going on the road before christmas because there was just so much that needed to be done um but you know they're going out west and you know what for any of the players that are from out there it's nice to have a chance to play in front of friends and family and stuff like that since you don't get that opportunity too much um just hope that everyone is able to stay focused enough have enough fun and i think they've been decent out west lately so hopefully they can continue that yeah and, and we're gonna have ryan leslie on next week's episode but like the, the the teams are a challenge too seattle's better than than anyone expected Calgary is a, a team that's a challenge. I mean, this, this is not an easy road trip by any means. It's never easy. Even, even when the teams aren't doing good, it's never easy, right? It, it's, a, it's a big time zone change. Uh, like I said, it's buildings that you are, you know, but you're also not that familiar with too. So it's, it's tough, but um, you know, I think them understanding the situation, knowing how important of the road trip is it either, kind of makes or breaks you now right it could it could completely it, bury it could. the team if yes. uh if they're not there so it's unfortunate that there's games that mean so much at this point of the season but you know we're, we're almost you know i guess we're only at a quarter of the way but but it needs to they kind of need to snap out of it and they've had they've played tons of games too the schedule's been relentless so you know this is uh this will be nice um hopefully for them and then they can kind of smooth things out after and last week we saw Nick Backstrom on the ice. Like I know it was a no contact Jersey and all that, but it got us really excited of thinking like he might be back sooner than we think and not seeing Tom Wilson on the ice got us worried. Like, is he a little further behind than we thought? And then Peter Laviolette and, and Sergei try to like calm us down of like, they're still out indefinitely, nothing to panic about. Everything's fine, but it's still that visceral reaction of, Hey, Nick's on the ice. Like he looked actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, not really that surprised. <laughs> you know, Nick, Nick is uh, he's he's a professional. You know, like he's gonna do everything possible to get back and and play, but do it do it the right way. And you know, it's, I think it's one of the things we need to think about too. With you know, if we look at um, Jack Eichel, right, the the surgery yep. that he had was a surgery. So many people said no one would be able to play from, and he's back playing and he's playing well. Right, the the technology has advanced so much since the last guys that have had this, uh, this stuff, you know, I think Kessler had it, Jovanovsky had it and it, it's, it's a little, a little while ago. So I think things are, are getting a lot better and, and I'm uh, not, not really surprised that he's back skating and it's, you know, whether or not it can hold up to the grind of a season, you know, that, that, that'll be something that we need to see, but sure. you know, we're all hoping uh, for the player and for the human that it does. 
Yeah, and and that's like, yeah, quality of life winds up being the most important thing for 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 Nick. Tom's is and and, and Tark, uh, our, my buddy, our buddy pointed this out. Like for Tom, it's they got to look at a, a photo of his knee, and if it's totally healed, he can be cleared to, to practice hard and play. Until that, you don't want him to re-injure it either. Well, yeah, I mean that would be the worst case scenario for that to happen. And then the other thing too is like you, you've had that injury and you're and you're recovering it from it from for so long that there's got to be other parts of the body that have been compensating, right? Compensating, sure. And and then there's little little muscles in that leg that haven't been used as much that need to get back up to speed too, right? There's one thing to getting strength, but then to having them fire quickly and and be able to be durable and all that stuff. Like there's just, I mean. There's, there's battling through the pain. Sure. There's battling through not being as strong as you'd normally like, but then you need to build up some good scar tissue. You know what I mean? Yes. Like someone said it to me the other day about, about running. Like you don't just, a, a non-runner doesn't just go out there and start running 10 miles that without feeling like garbage the next day, you need to build up some endurance in your, in your knees, you know, in the joints and stuff like yeah. that before you can get back out there. So, you know, it'll be the same thing where he he's going to need to you know, be set. Otherwise you're going to come back and, and injure something else. And that's not what anybody wants. Yeah. I, during our, our preseason kind of uh, media survey, which Ben Raby did, we all kind of guessed when Tom Wilson's return would be and kind of when Nick Basham's return would be. I think I said the stars on December 15th for Tom, and that's going to be pretty aggressive. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Yeah. I, I, we, we did it too. I think we, we wrote something down at some point. We I did. Gotta... We, 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 I definitely wrote this down and we're definitely <laughs> betting on things. This <laughs> we year. Gotta go check. We're going to go check back to the notes and then, uh, and hopefully we have the answer next episode, but, but yeah, it, it, it seems like, um, you know, that's, uh, I mean, I don't that, know. It, I, could happen, it could happen, but it seems like it's pushing it at it. this point. I, I feel like it's, yeah, it's the 25th right now. I, for some reason, I feel like it's already the beginning of December, but my timing's all off. So he's still got some time, but it'll be a push. Yeah, the, the timing's off and, and uh, like completely. But now our new guess is, when's Ovi going to pass Gordy Howe? And that is looking at like maybe late December? Yeah, that that's something that I want to see happen really bad. You know, I every every time I open up the score, if I haven't watched the game, and I'm just waiting to see you know, a hat trick or something like that because – we're all we're all waiting for it because that I mean it's just what a milestone, right? It's, it just makes you laugh thinking about it. It's it's weird because we had this discussion the other day. Is everyone's making a big deal at eight hundred, but really the big deal is eight hundred one and eight hundred two because it's tying Gordy and passing Gordy. But also like eight hundred is a ridiculously big number. It's insane. Eight like we were just celebrating. Uh, who was it? Uh, Bergeron just got a thousand points. Yeah, you know, and Ovi almost has eight hundred goals. And Bergeron's like, a, a lock Hall of Famer. Oh, absolutely! One of, he'll be one of the best all-around players to play the game. And when you really break it down and think about it that way, it is absolutely crazy. Like, I don't know. I just celebrating that many goals to me is just just makes you laugh. It, it, it's it's actually weird. And I was having this conversation with Sergio. I was like, "How do you tell his story again?" And, and Tarek actually did a good job. It's on the Athletic. Uh, now about kind of some of the goalies who didn't have long careers and how like having Ovi score on them is like one of the highlights of their like life and careers. And that's really interesting to me. It's like, how do you, how more can you tell Ovi's story of he's really good at this? Yeah. He's, he's, he's really good at scoring goals. He's been so much fun for the the city and the league really to just have around and see what he does. He's, he's a specimen. Like we did, we were at the rock, the retro night the other day. Oh, well, how was that? It was, it was fun. Whiteford Bronco was there. Shout out to them. It was, it was very, very fun, but just to make you laugh too, we did a, uh, 
a fist comparison. It was it was me, Ovi, uh, Oli Kolzig, and Brent Johnson, and we all kind of put our fists like at a, like a four leaf yeah. clover almost. And and everyone knows like Oli is a big guy, right? Yep. Ovi's hand made Oli's hand look like he was a ten year old, like. It was insane. Mine looked like an infant hand. You know, it was it was crazy. Like the guy is just a specimen, and to be able to go out there and play, you know, a, a hard physical game, but also a finesse game, and score that many goals, it's just so freaking cool to see. How many goals of Ovi's do you think you gave had the primary assist on? Primary, and, assist. yes. Like how? And what does it feel like when you're passing the puck to him, knowing he's going to score? Um. Okay. First question. I'd say <laughs> maybe maybe 10 maybe okay. um and then yeah so he he told me the one time um there's two different scenarios one when he would be in front of the net and i would maybe dump a puck in the corner as as now i know alan may absolutely despised but <laughs> screw that um but ovi would say he's like if you see me in front of the net with somebody just put it there and i'll win every time and I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, when try to try to realize when he's in front of the net battling and and throw a puck there. And and you know, he he wasn't wrong. A lot of times he did win. Didn't always go in, but there was a pretty damn good chance, a grade A chance. Or other times when I'd see him skating up the ice um with a defenseman kind of beside him and knowing that it was the exact same thing, you know, put the puck here and I'm I'll beat this guy and I'll go around him. And so, so many, I mean, I loved it because I could go off the glass and out or, or up the wall, you know, hard, hard up the wall. And he would oftentimes, you know, get the puck and find a way to, to go around someone, you know, to go back to the classic clip of him um, bumping one around Hammerlick and oh, that's- taking it to the net. You know, it's like you put him in that situation. He was pretty much guaranteeing that he was going to, going to win the battle. And so, yeah, it was, it was pretty neat to, to have someone that special. It's the same thing. Like if I played with McDavid. If I ever saw him picking up speed, I don't care who else is open. I'm just yeah. going to, I'm going to bump this puck to him because we know, you know, more often than not, he's going to make something of it. I know everybody talks about the Arizona goal and it was nuts. My favorite OV goal of all time was the Hammerlick goal. Yeah. The Hammerlick goal was pretty cool. Like that, that's something you do like for fun, joking around. Right. <laughs> and he, he did it to a good defenseman and in game. Were you in that, were you in that game? I think I was in that game. Yeah. I might've. I'm trying to remember if I was on the ice for it. I don't think we, we can, we can find that. Yeah. We can find those things. But yeah. But like, I remember it. Dude scored 790 and, and, and it's going to get to 800 goals. There's been a lot of those that was like, I think I sort of remember that. Yeah, I know. It's hard. It's hard to remember your goals. Right. And there's, and I'd be curious to talk to Ovi about it too, and just have him break down some of the goals that he's had because the, a lot of those, it, which is a weird, weird thing. I think Stamkos is the same way, but they can remember dates of goals and what the game score final scores were and things like that of, you know, stammers at whatever he is five or 600 goals, like to remember all those things and little details. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. And you, you know, who's actually really great at that? Sidney Crosby. No surprise there. Student Sid, of the game right there. Sid remembers every single game he's ever played in every goal he's assisted on or scored. Like I, I know Cavs fans are not big fans of Sidney Crosby, but like we are, we are fans of kind of like being fans of the game. Of Sidney Crosby, he's exactly like that. Yeah, when I I think what I, I got like 15, 16 goals, career goals, and I can only remember like three of them. <laughs> so that I guess that goes and, to show you what else I was thinking about on there. 
And your first one may not even have been yours if we got a piece of it. It's definitely not mine. Yeah. In, so in, in theory, seven ninety one for him and whatever, fourteen for you. Exactly. Uh, that's but the record books don't say that. Uh when we come back on all caps, uh, we're joined by former Capitals employee, actually, uh and NHL now NHL.com's Jackie Spiegel. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alzer. I'm Maple Hockey writer Steve Wino. We are now joined by former Capitals employee, uh, oh, oh, 2001, right? Uh, uh, Jackie Spiegel, now of NHL.com. As I said, I, we, we met during the, the Cup Final in 2019, uh, which changed my life in, in a lot of ways, good <laughs> and bad, and all of that. Jackie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, you, 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 uh, we were talking off the air. You have a, your Prince William Wildcats jersey oh, with yeah. you. You lived in D.C. You played hockey in D.C., what do you remember of your life in D.C. and the Capitals? Oh, I mean, I, I was only there for a year. It was 0102 season. So okay. it was it was an interesting time. Not obviously. a great time for the Capitals. No, it was. <laughs> and it was and it was obviously an interesting time in D.C. It was it was right after 9-11 and the yep. Pentagon got hit. And, you know, obviously there was a lot of um, closures and, and it, it was a, it was a little bit different. I came, I came from New York. So obviously we have. You know, our we had our own uh, 9-11 yeah. uh, attacks here. So going to D.C., um, it was it was definitely an interesting time frame uh, to be living in D.C., but I definitely enjoyed my time. I was only there for a year. Um, and, you know, it's 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 like New York in a lot of ways and it's not like New York in a lot of ways. So, you know, I, I'm a lifelong True. New Yorker. I was, obviously, you can hear from the accent. I was born here <laughs> and raised. So. Uh, it's, it's a, it was nice, uh, a lot cleaner than New York, I will say. Uh, <laughs> the Metro is, yes. But, oh, yeah. Well, also, well, I love the Metro. Always love the Metro. It's not the same Metro. Don't, don't, no, don't cushions know. on the seats was always a nice thing. Um, definitely don't have that in the New York City subways here. Uh, but, you know, yeah, it was kind of, it was nice. I liked it. I lived in a nice apartment. I could see the Potomac from my view. Uh, you know, it wasn't too bad. It will say that, that is a, it's a good point that, it is a very clean city. Like when you think about all the other big cities, they must, I don't know who's out there picking up stuff and, and keeping, <laughs> keeping tabs on that. But it is one of the comments you always get from people that come and visit is how clean it is. So I don't yeah. I mean, New York does kind of stress me out sometimes. When I see all the garbage on the side of the road. I'm just like, Oh, I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm very, I'm very used to it, but I will say, yeah, I was just in Europe in September and I came back after two weeks and it was definitely a little bit of a culture shock to come back and be like, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of, <laughs> it's a, a little different, but you know, my, our offices back then, I don't, I don't think they're the same place now, I think, cause they moved to, they moved, they moved to the, to the practice rank. Yeah. Yeah. So like our offices were right across from the FBI building. So I don't know if that's also why it was very clean, like it was very like clean in yeah. the area. Cause it was obviously a big touristy area at that time. So 
Um, and I think like the link isn't like where Lincoln got shot, like right there or something too. Like Ford's Theater is Ford's right Theater. near there. So yeah, yeah, uh, a little bit of a busy spot. So, but yeah, you know, like I said, I enjoyed my time down there. Uh, you know, I, I as a kid, I went down to DC once or twice as like a like a school trip. Yeah. So yeah. a little different when you're living there and you every you know every day you come up through the Navy Archive, uh, right? That's what's called the Navy Archive yep. uh, subway yes. stop and. You know, uh, get my coffee at the Starbucks right there, and then I would walk to the to the. Wow, I can't believe I remember this. Was remember, yeah, exactly. It must have been fond memories. <laughs> you're, jog, you're, jog, you're jogging memories here. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I, I'm curious from your like your time there before the Rock the Red era when they were terrible. Has it been enjoyable to watch the team get good, get Ovi, get Carl, be a good team, win the Stanley Cup? Like, has it been enjoyable from afar, having worked for the team, kind of seeing that? Well, I was definitely happy for a lot of people that work there, uh, you know, on the office side of things um, that were able to enjoy and finally reap the reap the you know, rewards sure. and, and to and to kind of get to where they, you know, they wanted to get to. Um, I mean, like the team wasn't that super bad when I was there. I mean, we had Peter Bondra. We had Ole Kolzig. We had, yeah, that, was that Adam Oates too? Sorry? Adam Oates too? Adam Oates was there. Yeah, that's when he set a record for a... Oh, so he did this something. Is this is before he set the record for most stick curves changed as a coach. <laughs> I uh, actually probably have like my old. Oh, I should have pulled it out. I have all the. I did a couple of. Uh, yeah, I worked in PR, so I did the magazines. So I wrote a couple of things for that. Um, I, I definitely have those somewhere. Might be in this. You, you worked for Nate. You were you worked for Nate Ewell, right? Yes. Yeah, and 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 Carl, did you overlap with Nate Carl? Yes, I did. Yeah. What a beauty! Yeah. Nate, Nate is a <laughs> Nate is a very much a friend of the show. Have we have we had Nate on? Like we it's haven't almost, had Nate on, but Nate was oh, like, you should have Nate on. He's the, yeah. He wants stories. He probably has stories. Nate will have he stories. Has a lot of stories. <laughs> PR well, stories crew he can't tell. covers up a lot for the players. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like like sir, we asked Sergey the other day. Like, do you have to be at Thanksgiving practice if no one's there? He's like, yes, I did. Like, I it's, <laughs> I'm not just there for you guys. Yeah, so my responsibilities, like a, a large chunk of my responsibilities when I was there was actually the visiting team. So, okay. my, like, you know, because because back then the uh, the Capitals practice facility was all the way out in uh, uh, Piney Orchard, right? Silver Springs or Piney, Piney Orchard, Piney Orchard yeah. yeah. So, like, it was super far out. Uh, I only went there like once or twice to, to that ring, so I didn't even see that ring. I was largely responsible for the visiting team. So I always got to meet, like, visiting teams as they came through, which is kind of yep. cool. Um you know, met Doug Gilmore once, which, as you see, I wear 93. So obviously and he doesn't know this, but that was like, a, <laughs> you hey. should have told him that big fan too, big fan of Doug Gilmore. Well, you yeah, like I was just fan. walking. He, yeah. he just came up to me and was like, oh, hey. And I'm like, oh, hi, Doug Gilmore. Like, it's <laughs> kind of cool. Um, But, you know, it was kind of it was kind of fun. And, you know, like I had to take all the um back then, you know, we, we didn't believe in recycling, obviously. And back then, you know, you had to print out all the game game notes yeah. and yeah. all and the, the stat packs. Yeah stat packs and we and the clips you would clip you would literally sit there and clip out the articles from the paper yeah and, and make copies and like you know i was responsible to give it to all the uh hockey operations so obviously we sat by george mcphee we sat by uh frank provisano and, and chris wagner like those and sean simpson those were the guys that we sat by and you had to literally print out everything and you had to take boxes to the arena which i had to cart through like the streets of dc to get to the arena with all the boxes of the game notes um obviously that times are different now everything's i mean it was all electronic back then too but i don't think it was as like it is now i i think the stat packs one of the cool things that that people love would so love much. to see like the fans would love to see what stat packs look like because they're always 
you always have on every team a few guys that are just all over those stat packs. And it's <laughs> like right before the game, someone will call out like, oh, this is so-and-so's chance to get to 100 points or whatever. It's like, how the heck did you know that? But sure <laughs> enough, like they're the one, the guy that's sitting in the in the bathroom stall going over the stat packs and figuring out what all the stuff is. And it, it from what my understanding, it is uh, uh, can be a pretty uh, damn annoying job. So appreciate <laughs> the work that goes into it. That's for sure. Uh, I think I only had to do, well, I had to obviously collate it all, but, um, and I was also the only one who could figure out the copy machine half the time. Cause it's <laughs> so, uh, but um, you have to write like the notes, like you literally would write like, I mean, you've seen them. Oh, I know you have to oh, like, yeah. write the paragraphs of things. So uh, I only did that once or twice kind of thing, but yeah, it's I couldn't imagine like doing it for an 82 game schedule. <laughs> did you sit near George McPhee for any games? No, because my responsibility in the press box okay. was to make sure the press box like was functioning. The, mm. I, I, Carl, at some point I need to tell the story of sitting under George during a Flyers game, Flyers Caps game in Philly. Must have been a decade ago at this point. But like he is an adventure. You could watch him <laughs> watching a game and it would be fun. They they should ISO cam all the GMs that oh God, are yes. in the boxes and just do like a compilation at the end of the year because I bet it would be unbelievable. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, because you have Steve Eiserman who has no reaction whatsoever. And then you have guys losing their friggin' minds. Well, we've yeah. definitely seen it on cam. I mean, I'm not reviewing. I would train a camera. We've yeah. seen on you've seen on camera literally who was it? Um uh Dorian throw your Dorian yep. throw the water bottle. We've seen Cam Neely throw a water bottle. Like these are things that I've we've seen on camera. So it's not like yeah. we're any secrets there with that for we, sure. We saw Jordan Bennington throw a water bottle. Uh the funny part about that girl, Tarek was actually there with Kadri when that happened. Oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. So so Tarek was there for the Kadri moment and the Kirk Cousins. You like that moment because that's what Kirk Cousins was yelling at. Do you like that? It was Tarek. No way. Yes. <laughs> that's hilarious it's it is uh it's incredible um I, rather than make you tell old stories or anything <laughs> i'm curious uh before we get to stupid questions jackie just like you've watched a lot of capitals games this year you've edited capital stories from our friend harvey valentine for nhl.com i'm just curious your thoughts of this team right now and kind of what they're going through i mean look the the capitals have a long-standing tradition of being a good team. I mean, even when I was there, it was not long after 98 when they went to the Stanley cup final. Right. right. So Dale Hunter and, and was still had, there when you were there. I'm sorry. Was Dale Hunter still there when you were there? No. Uh, Ron Wilson was the head coach. Yeah. Trent Hunter and, or I'm sorry, not Trent. Um, Oh my God. I can't remember now. I can see faces. Swear to God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah I'm that way too. Uh, were you you yeah, weren't so, there when you weren't there when Ron Wilson tried to play three defensemen on the ice at the same time. Were you? I don't, think so that actually happened like carl we need to get vogues on to, to tell stories too that might have to be like a three-hour episode yeah it could be a part one part two well that was ron wilson tim army tim hunter your year yeah tim hunter sorry not trent hunter I don't tim know. hunter who came back and was an assistant later yeah no good I, covered- I mean i didn't really deal with the coaches too much because like i said i was more with yeah, the, you're the visitors. teams but um you know every now and then we see them kind of thing and you know great guys i had no no issues with them uh yeah, you know, like um, yeah, Jeff Halpern. You had a young Jeff Halpern on that team. A young Jeff Halpern, yeah. He <laughs> so I will tell a quick story that um, I did meet Herb Brooks. He came to oh, the cool. ring. Um, yeah, it was really look. I mean, look, I'm an American kid. I grew up. I I was not. I was 
six months old though in 1980 so right. I had to like date myself but obviously if I'm saying I worked for the Cavs like 20 years ago <laughs> you know, I'm not a spring chicken but I wasn't I was only six months old so I don't really know like Miracle and Ice all I know is from watching it on television um and seeing all the highlights now kind of thing but even just to meet you know him and uh you know I was I was kind of the one who kind of kept everything kind of running a little bit so you know like you know he wanted to sit he didn't want to sit in the press box he wanted to sit right. in the stands kind of thing so I was like trying to give him like Okay, this might because I was more worried about the fans bothering him. Yeah, he was more worried, I think, about the media bothering. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was there, he was there scouting, obviously, for the 2002 Salt Lake City. Uh, mm. Oh yeah. So, you know, he he was there to watch uh, Steve Connawalchuk. He was obviously there to watch Jeff Halpern, but then I think Jeff Halpern broke his leg that year. So <sighs> he, I believe, it was actually like right before. Um, if I remember correctly, I know, I know he broke his leg that year. I I'm pretty yeah. sure that's why he didn't go to the Olympics in 2002. Yeah. I played 48 um, games, but yeah, it was kind of fun. You know, like, you know, like, Oh, like Herb's like, Oh, where, you know, where are you from? And I was like, Oh, I'm from New York. He's like, Oh yeah. I spent some time there. <laughs> I mean, like when he was the coach of the Rangers, I was maybe six or seven. So, you know, my, I knew my players. I didn't really know the coaches. You yeah. Know, not right? at that age. So, yeah. Not at that age. You know, I had my, you know, John O'Grodnick, Kelly Kissios, like those are, Kelly Kissio. Oh, oh, what a name. You, you went, there was only one person probably in New York that was upset that Mark Messier came, and that was probably me because I, Kelly Kissio was the captain. He's your guy. And then they brought in Mark Messier, and I'm like, you're taking away the captaincy from Kelly Kissio? What is this? You know? Yeah, that's so um, funny. But yeah, so like, you know, Thomas Sandstrom, just to throw out another old name. Like, yeah. Those were like the players that I really liked back in the day. But uh, And Mike Gardner, obviously, who's former capital yeah and 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 a, and a leafs guy right carl yes absolutely yes. well he got traded <laughs> to the leafs for glenn anderson i think that's a, that no. sounds right does that sound right again if you can't remember 20 years ago how are we gonna remember 30 years ago <laughs> i was i was very upset when he got traded very upset and then as then we are but i but i actually the year i was in dc was the year he got inducted into the hockey hall of fame so i actually went to the hall of fame and interviewed him for the magazine for um for for the Capitals magazine kind of thing, which was kind of cool. Yeah. But oh, that's uh, pretty sweet. There those those are some I mean, I I just I laughed when you said Kelly Kissio. He was actually my coach in junior. So I was really yeah. So I was uh, <laughs> uh speaking of people we need to have on the show. Yeah, that would be that'd be unbelievable if you would come on the on the show. He's his reactions, um, let's just say George like. <laughs> <laughs> They were they were entertaining and and a lot of funny things being said and when you're uh when you're a 16 year old kid and you hear your coach saying some of those things it's pretty eye opening so it was uh, quite an experience having him and then his son Bubba was uh, he took over as assistant coach while I was there too and he he I think maybe was a little bit more reserved than his dad but it was kind of a welcome change I, I don't know if you're as upset Jackie at that trade as Capitals fans when Carl left. Um, but okay, when we come back <laughs> on, on, on All's Caps, uh, Jackie will be the latest victim of Carl's stupid questions. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner and NHL.com Jackie Spiegel. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino. And now our favorite portion of the show, Carl's with the question. All right. Jackie's Jackie. nervous. Uh, Jackie, let, Jackie, is, uh, Jackie sounds and, and as we're doing this, uh, looks nervous. <laughs> this is, it's, 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 not, it's, not that, it's not that hard. It's really not bad at all. All right. Okay, so now that we are, are done with Thanksgiving, we're kind of rounding into the Christmas season here. And I'm not sure if you enjoy the holidays as much as I do, but there is a little bit of a, a Christmas flair to this. Um, so I, my first question to you is, when is an appropriate time to uh, turn over from, you know, kind of Thanksgiving decorations and get into Christmas spirit and Christmas music and all that stuff? No. And it's Black Friday as we're as we're as we're recording this. It is, but. so I gotta go. Sh- no, I'm not gonna go shopping. But yeah, I'm sure people have been up since the crack of dawn shopping. Uh, I want nothing to do with that, by the way. When is it appropriate to turn over? Yeah, to go from yeah after Thanksgiving. Is I'm this in your me. personal house or is this like as like the city? Because I can tell you, the city's already been turned over. Yeah, the city. I think the cities kind of go a little bit too quick. Like you walk into yeah. Target and Pottery Barn, whatever the heck you're in, and it's already it's Christmas before it's even been Halloween. So yes. I don't agree with that, but your thoughts? Uh, I guess, I don't know, like uh, middle of December, maybe? I'm not Mid-December. a big, I don't know. I'm not a big holiday person either. I mean, I love Thanksgiving. That's my favorite holiday, obviously. Okay. Thanksgiving is your favorite holiday. It is my favorite holiday. I mean, it's food. And you and you celebrated it with, with, with friends and with Canadians. And family. And family. Yeah, friends, <laughs> friends family, and Canadians. Like, what else, what more can you ask for, honestly? On okay, US, well, and football, on, on yeah. U.S. Thanksgiving. Well, this is perfect yeah. because if we're going to go on to the next one, it, it is about Thanksgiving. For the last few weeks, I've asked everybody their favorite uh, Thanksgiving um, food. So I, I've been saying side, but I kind of want to expand it to food because I like to be able to throw dessert in there. Maybe it's turkey for people or ham if you like to go that route. I don't know. But what, what's your favorite Thanksgiving um, food? There's only one requirement okay. for Thanksgiving, and that is ocean spray cranberry jelly sauce that is the only and i will say i am not ashamed to say that my mother knows this and we go to a restaurant yesterday and we're sitting there and next thing i know there is a tupperware of it in front of me at this restaurant come on seriously (laughs) swear to god i'm not you know because she knows that this is like the one thing like we're at a restaurant we're not eating the, you know, my mom's not making turkey. She's not making the stuffing. She's not making. Yeah, those are, you know, there's only one requirement. Is, is it, is that one the one that's like, it, it is saucy? It's not like a. a no, no the, berries allowed. No pieces. No pieces. Okay. No, it's literally the one that comes out like in a. Shaped like shape a jar? Of the can, shape shape of the shape can. of the can. Yeah. <laughs> I can say, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Uh, I can say that that was that as part of our Thanksgiving and has been for the last 30 some years. So do you slice pieces off of it? Yes. Yeah, you like slice it up. You slice it. And there's, you can almost like follow like the lines of it. Oh, there, yeah. There's. <laughs> do either of you, have either of you watched Bob's Burgers? A little bit, yeah. There's an no. episode, a Thanksgiving episode of that show where Bob, the main character, is like, no, cranberries like come, like there's actual cranberries and everyone's like, it comes in a can. He's like, no, it doesn't. He, <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I do like to put cranberries in like if I make muffins. Yeah. Things like that. But no, there's only one requirement for Thanksgiving. Okay, fair enough. I've actually seen that, but I've never had it before. So oh well, now we have know to try next year. Yes, exactly. I'm gonna. I mean, get you can eat it year round, but let's be realistic. It's only tastes, tastes better this time of year, right? Absolutely. <laughs> All Absolutely. right. So being a New Yorker, um, what what's your favorite New York um, 
site or building or, you know, what, what's, what's something everybody should go and do when they're in New York? Well, that's a tough question, actually. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Try to make them tough. This is really tough because I mean, there's so much to do here, I guess. And also I'm not a big, like, don't go to tour, you know, touristy places. Like, yeah. you wanna, you know, like I go to places, I go to Europe and I go to other cities. Like, I don't, I don't want to go to the tourist places. I want to go to like, get I the feel go, of the city. Right. Yeah, You want to, you want to go in like a, like you, like a local, like you own the place, you know, like yeah. you want to know. Uh, I mean, I have like my favorite places. I live downtown Manhattan. So I have my favorite places down here. I mean, I don't know. This is a kid's show, but I would say there's a really good bar down here that I like. Uh, oh, perfect. You can definitely tell us wait. that. I have, I tell you oh, my I don't favorite know. is, which, is which, which one? I like Jeremy. The seaport area is cool in and of itself. And I've gone with you and, and our colleague Kevin Kurz and, and friend Stephanie Gordon and others to Francis Tavern, which is where George Washington drank at. And gave his farewell speech yeah. at that might be my like. There's better bars, but that for a historical, yeah. you can have a pint at Francis Tavern. That's a fantastic spot. I was gonna say if if you're going for historical reasons, like that's the place. That's, to go. That's and I cool. I like walking. Um, I do if I feel adventurous and go want to go for a run. Like I like to go around Battery Park, which I think is really pretty, yes. and you mm-hmm. see the Statue of Liberty, um, which is awesome. And obviously, you see you can see Brooklyn depending on like how far up north you come kind of thing uh which obviously is very special yeah. to me but uh i yeah I, I mean those are the kind of things that people like to walk the brooklyn bridge and you can do that and you could take the ferry for free to go across also to, to staten island to see uh Staten Island ferry free yeah i did not know that yeah <laughs> either i, I love on it I'm, I'm, okay i i, I yeah. love walking through central park too which i've done Fairly, fairly a lot recently. Like I've done it a few times. There used to be a rink I used to coach at at the top of Central Park, which was really cool. Uh, I've skated on a rink there. Not, not, not that rink, but I've skated on a rink at Central. You Park. You skated probably at Woolman, which is a little. I skated at Woolman hours before the four of us went to dinner for, on New Year's Eve last year. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, but there used to be a rink at the north end, which is <laughs> two small, smaller rinks. Um, I used to coach ice hockey, uh, kids hockey there, and uh, the couple teams have gone to practice there. Like the flames yes. were there in 2017, maybe I want to say the Rangers have gone there. Obviously, um, I think other a couple other teams have gone through. Maybe even the Caps. I won't, I can't remember, but uh, that that would have been before my time being involved at the rink. That's so cool. Wow, that was, was, that'd be you get like a beautiful view. Like you're basically like in Central Park at that point. Yeah, I will. One, so one of my favorite things is <clears throat> we used to always play in almost always play in New York right before. Um, right before Christmas break. And I'd always, I wouldn't, I almost never nap pregame uh, nap. And so I would, as soon as we were done breakfast, I'd hop in a cab and I would go straight to uh, Rockefeller center. And I'd, I'd walk around the rink there with all the tourists. Cause I needed to see it. And I, and if I ever had time to grab some rentals, if the line wasn't too big, get on the ice and just wheel around. I just loved, loved you skate in the rental skates. If there was ever space, I would always try and get, get in there. I've, oh, I've skated with some terrible skates. I was going to say, say I'm, sure, I'm sure the teams would have loved to have known that at the time. Skates make a big difference. Having oh, a good yeah. pair of skates. <laughs> that's for yeah. sure. Um, also, like that's just like a heavy touristy area. I don't know. Oh, of course. But I, I mean, it puts you, in, like, puts me in the spirit. That's kind of why I liked it. I go to a Christmas the, market and I'd go and do that. Have you done the tree yet, Carl? Like, have you seen, like, gone in well, December he, and do the Rockefeller tree and everything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they skated at the rink there. It's yep. literally yeah. right there. I, yeah. I, I've never done it. I'm doing it in, in three weeks for the first time. 
of like going to actually see the tree skate on that rink. I can't wait. Yeah. I think it's for, for someone who's not a local. I think it's something that needs to be done. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's Me, the I'm vibe like, I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, next, next one here is um, what's worse for you. I'm trying to get my, my temperature conversions here. Uh, <laughs> you have a week straight of zero degrees. So really, really cold. Let's yeah. throw some you're, wind. You're, in. you're doing, you're doing well here, Carl. Yeah. Let's throw some wind in there. <laughs> Or a week of of like quite heavy rain, or uh, one week of hundred degree weather with no air conditioning, which is worse? Which is worse? Yeah. Um. Wow, that's a tough one. Because <laughs> uh, like none, of, none like, of them are good. Yeah. Because part of me is like I like the cold more sometimes now, but yeah. my skin hates the cold. <laughs> like. Ah. <laughs> uh, like, I actually think I'm starting to get allergic to cold. <laughs> but uh, it's not just a great T-shirt slogan. It's real. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what was the middle one? There was rain. Too cold. Oh, I think I, what would happen, I, I would actually I wouldn't be I would be fine with the rain. So I guess I'd probably say the heat, even though I'm a summer like summer baby. Like, I think the heat would probably I just I'm not a shorts and T-shirt like I'm not a shorts person. So. <laughs> yeah, I I personally like the rain, so heat would be my my answer too. So bonus there points there. Um, okay, if this is what you wouldn't be able to live without, would you not be able to live without TV and movies? Uh, without having a cell phone slash social media, yeah. or never being able to drive? And since you're in New York, I feel like <laughs> driving thing's not such a big deal, but. I miss driving though. I oh, miss there you having, go. I don't, you know, I, I haven't had a car since I moved back, um, yeah. which is like 16 years ago at this point. Um, so from Connecticut, I lived in Connecticut for three years, um, okay. but which is the worst, right? Or which I cannot live without. Yeah. Um, I don't really watch a ton of TV that much anymore. Really the, TV, the only thing I watch on TV now is games because yeah. Uh, Carl, I thought the third part, I thought the third option was going to be, can you live without sports? Because. Yeah. I should have Because that's I couldn't live without. Yeah. I don't think I could live without sports. Yeah. So but I, also I do it for a living. So. You know. Right. Like that's kind of, I mean, I th feel like the TV and movies could include sports, but, but for, for this case, we won't do that. So, so, we, so cell phone is the answer here? I think cell phone, but I could honestly live without social media. I kind of yeah. miss the days where we. Like when I worked in DC, I wasn't there. You really could have gotten in touch with me. It was, yeah. No, I mean, I had a cell phone. Obviously, cell phones were. They were. They were. They were. They were starting to become the, a thing. Yeah. yeah, they were in their infancies, but smartphones were not anywhere near what they are. Yeah. Well, I was just talking to someone yesterday about they don't have any social media, and I was asking, "Well, have you kept in touch with so so and so?" And they're like, "No, I, I haven't talked to them in years." And as he, he's like, "Probably because I don't have any social media." And I'm like, "Yeah, see, that's." That's the one good thing about it. Like, I feel like I'm still part of some of my buddies' sure. lives from junior and stuff because I, I see them on there. I know it can be toxic at times too. It just depends on how you, I guess, how you use it. But yeah, you know, I'm I, I say that often that I wish I just didn't have any social media. But then I'm like, but then I would lose a lot of my my. You know, maybe maybe some of them are fringe friends, but they're still friends. You know, still people I sure. enjoy talking to every now and then. So that's yeah. a tough one. But no cell phone. Yeah, down with that. Um. Okay. Well, that's six, believe it or not. That's fast. Um, okay. I just got to quickly, quickly add these up because oh. this is an interesting one for me. 
<laughs> you, you hit on a couple um, for sure. So, okay. Driving social media, carry the four. Oh, I don't do math. Yeah, no, I gotta no. do math. Carl has to, this, this is a whole like like scientific procedure. Get you one of those like big like calculators like my dad used to have because he was a CPA. And <laughs> my dad like, has the, one of those behind me right now. Yeah, it would have like the ribbon so you can like see. It's like almost like a receipt. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That was the only reason I like playing on it was because it was spit out like the receipt <laughs> with all the information on it. Carl's got his like shorthand math to do. For yes. This. Um. So I totaled you up, and it <laughs> is a. Uh, 192 points, which is the same as Tarek El-Bashir. Exact same score as Tarek. So it puts you in the pack. You're in the middle of the pack. Unfortunately, not at the top, but you're, you're right You're right with the crew. How far off the top? Well, we have a couple outliers. Um, uh, yeah, TJ and Lenny Oshi were yeah. up there. Um, we, have, uh, we, we have three people that made it into the 400s. One that's in the 300s, and everybody else is... is uh, in the mid 100s to early 200s so 400s did you give them the answers in advance it was it was the weirdest uh, like scott probably, abraham scott, scott abraham, abraham a lo- local abc guy in dc answered almost every question like carl would have answered it like it yeah, was it unreal was, it was like i was playing the game myself so i had to give him a big score 500 and, is perfect so we're, but, well, we're, but we're, we're we'll gonna have to have do it again <laughs> and then i'll yeah. just answer it like carl would answer and not answer it like i would answer yeah. <laughs> well, the whole point, it's not <laughs> the to win point. it's just it's, to get to know you a little bit more it's, it's but if you fun. win you win uh, uh, carl we, we, we've been talking about doing a bottle kill episode that's when you can ask me the questions because then there's gonna be no filter and we should yes. probably do that like in the next three weeks yeah that's, we should probably do that that's too. our christmas themed episode yes oh. we should do a christmas themed episode well eggnog yes well, whatever we're going to be drinking, we're going to have a bottle of whiskey and something else. I don't know what we're going to have. <laughs> what are we allowed to have? But Jackie, thank you very much for joining us on All's Caps. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And everybody, thanks for listening. And next week, uh, we'll, we will talk to you with Sportsnet's Ryan Leslie. Talk a little Calgary Flames and, and some Washington Capitals. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>